has Edelman broken up, and the pass is no sign yet. Edelman comes down with a football, and they're saying it's a catch. And we'll get another look at this. Alford knocked it up into the air, and let's see who comes down with it. Oh, that's a catch. Oh, my God. That's incredible. That's amazing concentration by Julian Edelman to be able to make a play Atlanta on that. is challenging the ruling on the field of a completed pass. We'll review the play. Resting on the arm of Ricardo Allen and Edelman able to re-grab it. On first part of the journey, I was looking at all the life. There were plants and birds and rocks and things. There was sand and hills and rain. The first thing I met was a fly with a buzz and the sky with no clouds. The heat was hot and the ground was dry, but the air was full of sound. I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain. In the desert, you can remember your name, because there ain't no one for to give. Welcome back, Malcolm Go Podcast, October the 3rd, 2018. Tyler with me as always. Hey, hey. What's happening? Uh, so exciting. Uh, finally, a big win. Needed it. Needed it. Ne- you really did. You needed a dominant performance. We've been talking about it. What a dominant performance that was it really from start wasn't. to finish. The defense really did set the tone for that game, too. They gave up what a hundred yards that game. Well, it was. I don't know if it was a Tannehill. When Tannehill was on the field, yeah, they had a hundred and seven total yards. Ridiculous. They crossed the fifty twice with the starters. The second time they crossed the fifty, the second play they ran over. They threw uh, an interception. Yeah, and I think that's how fucking dominant they were. Tannehill just looked terrible. He looked like a JV. He looked like Tannehill. He looked like a JV quarterback. Bum. That he, guy stinks. he can be a bum, and I don't get it. There was a there was a Dolphin fan behind me clamoring for Jay Cutler the whole game. Where <laughs> is awesome. Jay Cutler? I love it. Um, it so, was a guy with an arm. Yeah, fucking somebody that's got a little. I, I any he's got talent. Tannehill's got talent. I just yeah, don't get it. He's a fucking. He's a Big Twelve quarterback. That's all he'll ever be. Pat Mahomes is a Big 12 quarterback. He's that out there a firing. Too. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he, he's Pat Mahomes is the next fucking Tony Romo. He's exactly. Good, yeah, or, yeah. or like Jimmy Garoppolo. When they come, the, the flavor of the week type player yeah. where everyone's blowing them for like a year or even like six, seven games, they're blowing these guys. They're the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. They're the greatest quarterback. I saw something on the internet the other day that somebody on ESPN or Fox Sports was saying, is Pat Mahomes going to be a top 10 quarterback all time? I was like, what? He he's played play four <laughs> games. I mean, he's lighting it up, but he's, it's not fucking he's, Dak he's Prescott did even, the exact same thing. He's never made the playoffs. No, he couldn't he's have. He's game. only played exactly. four games. Prescott, who is uh, probably the worst starter who's not afraid to lose his job in football. Prescott is a... He hasn't thrown for 300 yards. He threw the last time he did it was like 32 games ago. Yeah. It's been over two years since that guy has and thrown. And they'll blame... In the NFL, everyone throws three. The thing with that is they'll blame the receivers. I don't yeah. know. They might love Dak in Dallas. I know that being the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is like being... I don't know. It's like being the uh, you know, a Yankees starting pitcher, basically. It's like up, the, yeah. Yeah, it's the like the, yeah, the Yankees shortstop. It's like the biggest thing you could be. And uh, he's... Fucking not good, and the wide receivers are not good there. But Brady's made better, made worse receivers look better than that. Yeah. You know, he's made uh, Doug yeah. Abriel look, uh, you know, reasonable. Made made players like Rache Caldwell serviceable. He's making Philip Dorsett look like he actually is good. Yeah, Philip Dorsett had a good game again. He did have a real good game. He's good at home, I guess. On that the road, he's used. Catch he had in the, in the 
Back in the end zone was great. He made it look harder than it was. Yeah. Did a fucking full backflip to catch it. That was for fun. James White again with another dominant performance. Yeah. I he I mean, before we get into the game and all the other stuff, James White is is he I was just watching Patriots All Access. He's becoming like he's in classic Patriots like territory right now. Like he's oh absolutely he's well, after in the Patriots lore now. He's yeah. in he's like he's be, but he's so he's like the clutch type player that the Patriots always have. Yeah. So it's like Amendola, uh, you know Kevin Falk. James White has now entered that regime of he's, clutch city. I would almost say he's. This is a tough one because Kevin Falk was here for so long. Yeah, but James White, I think, is better. He's better. Yes, like he's he can run the ball player. better. Kevin Falk, and he can actually run. Like I feel like Kevin Falk was always solid, but he was strictly a third down back. Where James White is kind of doing it all right now. And I don't remember Kevin Falk really going out in patterns like James White does. He Kevin Falk was always a screen uh, game, a screen. Great or, Blitz or picker upper. Yeah, he was a screen guy, a blocker, or he'd go, he'd run to the flats. He wasn't like yeah, he wasn't running deep, deep plays where James, James White, White is running out routes twenty yards down the field. The weird thing throwing is that pick routes. Even when James White is in full sprint, his legs only separate by like two feet. He's very short. He's just, yes. Yeah, his feet are just boo 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 boo, and they kind of like scurry along. Like he doesn't really he can't he's, extend his legs. They had him on. He was on uh, doing his interview, and he was in uh, gym shorts, but his 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 fucking calves, not his calves, his calves and his fucking hamstrings and quads Quad. were a bodybuilder's quads. Nothing Ridiculous. I like, I, nothing I like talking more about than a, a nice pro football player's legs. A nice man's legs. legs. Uh, oh, my delicious. God. You could break a watermelon in between those two things. <laughs> I could fucking make my, tel- dry, my tongue dry licking them up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, so, biggest news of the week, Julian Edelman returns. This is hot. Yes, How about the squirrel. Combining him, what is that? The squirrel. Everyone keeps saying. No, no, he made it up. He's going. He made up his own nickname. People rolled with it. It stinks. It's not even a good nickname. Like I get if you made he's, up a good. He scurries like a squirrel. Yeah, he's not really a squirrel. He's and like, he wrote a book about like the flying squirrel that was like about him. I don't know. Who knows? It's what he does. He makes books and does things like that. Ugh. I don't know. You don't care for it? I don't like a guy that makes up his own nickname. I spent like 10 years trying to get people to call me the kid. It never (laughs) happened. So now I'm 32 and it's just still not, it's not sticking. (laughs) It's just the only person who still calls you is your dad. I don't want to be called that dad. No, nobody calls me. I'm not the kid anymore. Nobody ever went with it. I'm a big boy. (laughs) My parents would never call me that. They just, they spit on my face before they call me that. But literally for probably up until like Christmas, I was like, yeah, just talk. This is recent? Oh. Recent. <laughs> I, I haven't. St- I've been doing it. Fucking. I probably last time I uh, called myself the kid was about fifteen minutes ago. Oh, Jesus. I was. Um. I. My wife hates it too, and I always do it. And I'm like, just talk to the kid. The kid will do it. <laughs> and nobody cares. You know what? This fellow podcaster cares right here. Tony. Yeah, that a boy. It's a, it's a good podcast. It wasn't a ton. There's not a ton to talk about this week, but you know, uh, exciting. Excited about the win. Julian Edelman's back. Uh, Combine him with Gordon. I mean, and. They haven't had a guy who could run a slant in. How about who could run it? Who can run a slant? Josh Gordon could run a slant. Yeah. He ran two six slants. That's great ones. I think because Cooks never ran slants. No, Cook ran comebacks and goes. Which I'm getting a little sick of the fucking Cooks talk right now. The everybody was fucking oh trade Cooks, get rid of Cooks. You don't need Cooks. He fucking makes too much money. Everybody was on board with the trade. Great trade, great trade. Now he's fucking blowing it up and. In Los Angeles, and everyone's like, "Oh well, look what happened! You fucking the cheap Patriots at it again." So fucking dumb. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah, Cooks is good. Cooks was Cooks was good last year. He had a yeah. thousand yards and a million touchdowns. I came on this podcast week in week out defending that. Man. I loved Cooks. I did too. I thought he's great, and he was a good locker room presence. I think everyone loved him. They just didn't want to pay him sixteen million dollars a year. Bitch, they're fine. They don't really need to. No, they have weapons. They're fine. Oh. Now they got Josh Gordon, and it's Josh Gordon season. I mean, he looks good. He does look good. He looks happy. He only looked a little drunk, which is yeah. good. Like, Wobbling a bit. He can't have him shit-faced. He's in that, like, three to four beer mode. Right Bro, now. you have you a couple Hennessy's. You're always going to be wobbling. Yeah. You're still going to be catching them fucking slants. 
I work at uh, the, the bar I work at when black people come in and order Hennessy for me. They always do. They come in and they go like, hey, man, do you have a shot? I want to get a shot or something. I'm like, all right, yeah. Like, what do you got? And like, I don't know. What do you have? I'm like, Alize with a chaser. <laughs> we have yeah, where everything. are the white women at? And then they look at me and go, do you have a Hennessy? And I'm like, yeah, we have Hennessy. Like, Give me a shot of Hennessy, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, just instantly like that every time. It's the best. <laughs> Uh, like, wait, they have so much more fun. Um, yeah. So, with Julian Edelman coming back, what does he bring to the team? He brings everything back. He brings the toughness back. Well, I mean, I think he honestly helps the. De- he's gonna be fired the fuck up. Oh, he's gonna come out on fire tomorrow. Yes, and there's been it's last game like they were a little excited. But yeah. they were just playing so well. Hightower had a, a couple of nice plays where he kind of got the boys fired up a little bit. But I think with Edelman, you just can't help but be, you know, like Gronk's going to be fired. Gronk's going to be going nuts on the If side. Gronk plays. Is he, oh, yeah, he's a little hobbled up. He's hobbled. And I don't I Is it worth playing him against this dumb team? I don't see what the point is. Is it just an ankle? Like, eh, tape that fucking. He's yeah. got 10 I, days off. I mean, everyone says it's a, a uh, minor injury and it's not that big a deal. But, like, you go up against... You could beat the Colts without Gronkowski. You yeah. should be able to beat the Colts without Gronkowski. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to beat Detroit without Chung and That's Wallace. true, too. That's true, too. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they should be over... The Colts are... They're Col- fine. They're not good. They're going to be bad coming off a short week with a new head coach. They got no players this their week. offensive lines bad. they literally crumbled yeah they literally crumbled they're their starting running back they're starting running back is out their ty hilton their tight end is out they got nothing they're done they have they're coming in here hobbled they got andrew luck and nothing that's it they have nobody on defense yeah well, they're before not, we get into that i guess they're not a good team yeah i, mean, I don't know it's a toss they've up, led in every single Hollis- fourth quarter this year is how Hall- as my fact. dad calls him uh, American Eagle. Is uh, Hollister back? <laughs> I like that nickname too. First time I heard it, I was like, "What the fuck is this guy talking?" About? <laughs> it's like, "God oh, damn it, that's actually not bad." <laughs> God damn it, comes up with good. I use that bit at the club the next <laughs> night. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about Edelman. I mean, he brings efficiency back. You know, yeah. you don't have to worry so much about third and three. You know third what I mean? Five is third and five is not as yeah. it's not. It's not a fucking twenty five percent clip you're getting. You're getting them at. You know who you're gonna see streaking across the field wide open again is Hogan. I know. You know how much he's gonna love having these guys back. Like he was getting destroyed on number one cornerbacks week in week out. Like he I just was, wanted to. He was miserable out there, and now he's gonna be back to his old like. Oh, everyone forgot about this guy. Is he's wide open going down the field? I was in the stadium last week, and I uh, I tweeted uh, like it was like the end of the game, maybe like. Maybe two minutes left in the game. I was like, man, would this team be good if Hogan was still on the team? Because it was fucking, he was just absent for three games. And then he catches a ball for like 35 yards, catch and run. And I was like, oh, just as I say that. He's just, uh, yeah, he's just kind of like a, he's solid, but he's not good. No, he's a number three wide receiver, a number four wide receiver. Yeah, he's a number, he's like a. Well, yeah, he's, he's a good, good number, number three wide receiver. He's gonna be, he's gonna be our fifth option on most plays. Yeah, he With is White, now. Gronk, Edelman, Gordon, and Edelman. Like, yeah. and then Hogan's your fifth option. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, but when he when you lean him as your number two option, you're in fucking deep. Number shit. two, he was he was basically your number one because Rob Gronkowski was getting mauled yeah. by defenses for weeks. So now what you got? Gordon, Edelman. Gordon's gonna require coverage and safety help. Uh, you know, a cornerback and safety help probably yeah. once it gets going. Edelman's going to be single coverage. You single cover Edelman, you're toast. Yeah, and they're going to have to go back to actually playing defense. Like I feel like the past, the first three weeks they were playing. All right, four guys cover Gronk. Uh, yeah, and what <laughs> else? Whatever else they want to do. That was literally what it was. Like, That's not a real defense. You can't that, do that. <laughs> that running back might come out of the backfield if he doesn't. It doesn't matter because yeah, we're they, just going to cover him. The we'll, we'll cover Gronk with everybody we have. Sony looked fucking great too. It's nice to have him. He showed up. Yeah. It was good. It was the offensive line, really, though. Like Yeah. They were the mall they won both sides of the ball they this week. Dominated that. That was awesome. Both sides of the ball, they dominated. Fucking I don't know what it was. It, maybe it's a, a week of getting you uh, chewed out on film. I doesn't I who knows. It, it does it really get into you that much? 
that the coaches chew you out, like that you get automatically that much better in a week? I don't know if it's that or as much as just like personally. You, you got to take it personal if you're on defense and you're just getting shredded like that. Yeah, embarrassed, really. You get embarrassed on the road against a team that's notoriously bad. By not difficult, like just running game. Like yeah. just fucking. No, they didn't, yeah, they didn't bring out the Miami Wildcat of 2008. It was just regular offense. Yeah. Just run it down your throat by a coach that left your organization last year. Kills you. The injuries kind of hurt, though. Losing that game. Roberts. Oh, and this, yes. That's huge because now you've got who's left? You've got. I don't even know these Nick guys' names. Gre- anymore. Nick's, Nick, they're down to like the 35th option at linebacker. Yeah. You're going to see fucking Geno Grissom is going to be playing linebacker this week. Ebner is going to get probably Eb- 15 snaps. He might. It's terrible. They've got no linebacker depth whatsoever. How? None. I still, they signed that new sense. guy, Why and he's they, the fucking best linebacker they have. Who? The guy, John Simon. They, he oh, was, yeah, that guy came out of nowhere. They signed him on Wednesday. He was the best player on Sunday. He reminds me, and not just because he's white, of the fucking idiot they had last year. It, with the he wears the same number, and he has I tattoos. fucking hated that guy so much last year with his stupid long hair. And he played one what's game. His name? Cassius Marsh. Oh, that guy sucks fucking dick. He was the all-time worst player. He, he was, was bad. He had, like, again, he did the same thing. He had, came in, had a couple good games. Everyone's like, oh, this guy's awesome. I don't think he had any good games. Early when he first, like, he had a I couple. think he had a sack. Yeah, he had a But couple. people shit on him. Constantly, and then he fucking immediately shit on the Patriots yeah. the minute he left. He's fucking terrible. Yeah, is he's he even terrible. in football? Yeah, he plays for San Francisco. He's terrible. Hope he's fucking bagging groceries by the end of the month. That he should fucking be idiot. He's got an NFL tattoo. Like fucking, you barely in the NFL. <laughs> Don't deserve that fucking uh, tattoo. Fuck it. Anyone talk sh- shit about stink. the Patriots when they leave? Yeah, it never happens. They're imbi- You're well, they're a bum. sad. It's they're- never good players. Like you never no. heard. Revis or fucking yeah anybody that was a success or did anything good here yeah. it was always they were embarrassed on the team and fucking blo- you know thrown off the team basically even guys who like didn't make the team they they never shit on the page they were just like yeah fucking it was brutal over people there. don't res- some, a lot of people don't respect the business like culture of New England f- football I'll tell you who did Albert Hainsworth that's yeah that man boy. never he he never spoke a word of disrespect after never. he was cut he said that it, he loved he enjoyed his time here but you know what. You fight with the coach on the sidelines, you get cut the next day. That's what happens. <laughs> Albert Hainsworth. I love that big boy. Speaking of big boys, you have big boys showed up to play this week. Who's your fat offense defensive lineman you love? I love all the defensive linemen. Who's the big fat one? The big, big fat Danny one. Danny Shelton. With the worst ass I've ever seen in my life. Worst ass? Oh, it's awful. Like I don't understand how you can be that big, be like three hundred and fifty pounds, and just your fucking your pants don't hug. They're saggy <laughs> in the back. Like, they that was like nice Vince Wilfork used to be. Yeah, he used to have an awful ass, too. Vince like, Wilfork, how could you have that bad of an ass? You'd be so fat and have no ass. It makes saying. no like, sense. I, I don't and get as it. a black man, that's got to be... It's got to feel bad. Yeah. Black, the, the, the black folk love ass. Yeah, so Patrice O'Neill used to talk about having no ass. Yeah. Patrice had an awful ass, too. Maybe it's just black women. Certain people have just fucking that awful, flat... Ah. White guys, offensive linemen have it every once in a while. It's like... They don't have an ass. It just goes from like, like their back, and then it just their legs stop. I'm all ass, all oh. ass and thighs. I, maybe it's a Sicilian yeah. thing. That's, that's half black. That's I not, it's it's maybe it's me. I don't know. I have to wear a, at least a size up jeans because and it's super baggy on my waist, but I can barely fit it over my big fat guinea ass. I'm the same way. I'm all bulge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no ass, all bulge. But I have to go. You can a size see it up. from here. It looks like a microphone for Christ's sake. Um. Where, where, where do we go? What happened? Oh, Danny Shelton. Great fucking game. That's yeah, he had a great game. He looked good. I never even So seen he that couldn't guy be moved play. off the ball without a double team. No, and he was he was getting making plays in the backfield. The defensive line was fired up. This yeah, game. they it came to awesome. play because they got embarrassed in Detroit. Literally embarrassed. The whole front seven looked great. They made a change. They put they put Hightower in the middle, and they seemed to be completely content with him not being able to run because it's just. Well, he also didn't really have time. There was no one. It was. I don't. Everything about the game was different. There was pressure in the quarterback's face, so he couldn't just the Dolphins stand there and drop the ball right over the middle. Like it's a lot tougher to throw those little crossing passes when there's pressure up the middle. Yeah, the Dolphins seem to just play a game right into the Patriots' hands. Like they played the perfect Patriots defensive game plan. Hey, you know how enjoyable it is to like watch the stats of like Brady is what he's like fucking. 
I forget the he was he, like he, thirteen and one against the Dolphins at home. Something like that. And he's, what since like two thousand eight? I mean, he's played them a lot more than fourteen. No, times. since two thousand one. No way. He plays at them, home. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, he plays them once a year. Once a year for. And then he's only lost to the Bills once at home, and, and that he, was when he didn't. He even came play. out of the. He came out of the game. Yeah. yeah. And so the Jets maybe have like three wins, four wins in New England. Yeah. The Jets have. So his record must be like fucking close to fifty and five at. Oh, easily forty five and something at home. Like he wins, he wins th- at least three games or two to three games a year at, at home. home. Yeah, at home, yeah. if not three, most years. It's yeah. insane. These stats they're putting up are crazy. Against the division, his stats are nuts. Ah, oh, he's got the best def- best stats against di- his own division in football history. He's like forty three and one. When he's up by ten points, yeah, like it's just crazy how good he is. his his numbers are just. He's got some of the craziest stats you'll ever see. Like, yeah, like l- down by ten with like down by ten with like five minutes left, he's got a winning record. It's, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. It's like like Aaron Rodgers is like like has like five wins and he's like five and sixty, and and Tom Brady's like. 55 and 20 when he's down by 10 with like five minutes left. He's like the only quarterback who throws the ball 60 times and wins all the time. Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah, he all the fucking time. That stat's that's that stats crazy. It's like Tom. It's the amount of people that have thrown it 60 passes or or thrown it 50 times. I think it's more like 50. Thrown it 50 and one is like Tom Brady's the only one with a winning record. Everybody else is like. He's like Tom Brady's like six and two or yeah. something, and and the rest of the quarterbacks all have losing records. Roethlisberger's like way up on there. Um, Those throws, fucking bums. The steel. It's the AFC really is. You're turning into like you get the Chiefs, Mush, the Jags. I'll tell you who's good is Baltimore. I'm I'm not afraid of Baltimore. Baltimore is back. I'm not afraid of them either, but. Back. Playoff Joe is one of the best quarterbacks in history. Fuck Playoff and Joe. I say this all the time. And they cheat. They fucking they literally, they did the same thing. They did the same thing against the Steelers. They did the tight they, end. The I tight end play. thing. Yeah. They fucking, they outlawed it. The NFL outlawed it because the Patriots did it. It was in, it's a new NFL rule. The, the uh, unbalanced line thing. No, what they did was they put a tight end in the backfield. In the line at guard. Yeah. He's, but he's but, in the backfield. Yeah. He's technically a fullback. Yeah. So I was, thought that play was great. Yeah. It's, yeah, but, but it's I fucking it. around. But then shut the fuck up when the Patriots do it to you and you cry. Yeah. like they, they are honestly, I can't believe, as much as they cried after the game about the illegal formations and shit like that, to turn around, they do it now more than any team in the league. They're constantly doing that shit. They, that's what I mean. They've been doing it ever since. All they, the time. They changed the rule, and then they've been, they haven't stopped doing it. No. <laughs> and they complain about it constantly. It's like, shut the fuck up. He it's was crying, point. took a it's penalty. Not difficult to figure out, like, it. And if listen, you're a you, defender, you blew two, t- you two, two touchdown point, two touchdown leads in that game. Yeah. Your and fucking your defense defender, was terrible that year. You look. You look and say, all right, how many running backs and how many tight ends are on the field? Like, that's the immediate thing you do. You call it out and you figure yeah. it. So if you can't figure out the rest of your shit as a pro, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, fuck him. I hate the fucking... I, there's something about, I, you know, I the Colts will always be, you know, my rival in my head as the, the number one Patriots rival o- overall. Yeah. And then I'm, Baltimore is right there. I fucking hate Baltimore. I honestly don't hate Baltimore. I hate the Steelers more. I hate the Steelers too. But we too, always man. beat the Steelers, so it's not the same. Isn't it, isn't it sad that it's become a point where the Patriots, like most bitter rivals, are from other divisions? And they're like, not even... It's not even like they beat them. They haven't lost to the Steelers since the fucking Civil War. When was the last time they lost to the Colts? Oh, I was... I was in my fucking uh, underoos. There was they had, it's been a long time. Yeah, that was before I had herpes. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's. I think it's been nine years since they lost to the Colts. It was like Pate must have still been there. Oh, hundred. They've never lost Andrew Luck. No, never. They've. I think they've. They've beaten Andrew Luck. I think they're like six and zero against him with an average score of like forty-one to twenty. Have they ever lost to Tomlin? Yes, they've lost to Tomlin. Um, I in Pittsburgh, not at home. I one think they won they one lost. time. Yeah, yeah, one time. And then the only other team that kind of I think the year them. the Steelers won the Super Bowl. 
as the year that they lost to Tomlin. Oh, really? In I Pittsburgh. I, I, I don't remember that. I don't remember the Pats ever ago. losing to getting knocked out of the playoffs by the Steelers. It was no, the they never got no, they've never got knocked out. Oh, of the, they lost to them in the regular. Yeah, season. Yeah, it was a regular season oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, good. Yeah, they they they've gone into Pittsburgh twice and beat them. Yeah, the only team that knocks them out is like Denver, the Jets, Baltimore, and Baltimore, and. That's all I can think of right now, too, well, besides the, the Super Colts. Bowl games. Yeah, the, the Colts, Eagles. early Colts in, like, 2005. The Eagles. Tw- yeah, yeah, they lost to the Colts, too. Um, I can't think of the top of my head. but So, um, you know, I was thinking today, or I was reading today, that um, if Gronk doesn't play this week, it's going to be 33 games since Brady. Uh, it's been 33 games since Gronk and Julian Edelman have played on the same field. That's two, weird. Two full seasons. Why Gronk was out and then Edelman? Because Gronk, remember, hurt his like got in the Seattle game in 2016, like busted his chest and his back, had to get back back surgery. Oh yeah. So he was out midway through 2016, and then uh, then Edelman tore his ACL in the uh, preseason, so that he didn't play from half of 2016 all the playoffs, through all of 2017 and the playoffs. And then all of so far of 2018. So it's been that two. Is re- and Gronk might not play this week. And he might not play this week. So it's been. So in the last 51 games, the Patriots have had Tom Brady, Edelman, and Gronkowski eight times on the field. That's that's like saying yeah. That's, that's crazy, so and that's your. Those are your two best offensive players. Well, three best offensive players. The only other that would be like not having Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and for three straight seasons. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, weird. Isn't it fucking crazy? To think so. Brady has done all this, missing one of his best players. Console. You know, he brought the team to the Super Bowl twice, missing one of his best players two years in a row. Yeah, that is. I mean, having Edelman last year would have been so fucking awesome. I, it wouldn't have made a difference because they scored a million points and got a million yards in the Super Bowl. He just brings a, I'm telling you, he brings a different mindset to the team. It's just a different. He does. It's just a whole, like, there's going to be a whole new energy in the stadium tomorrow. When he comes out fired up, he's he, going to be going nuts. He comes out and does full sprint to yeah. the other end. Yeah. It's excellent. It is great. And the defense gets fired up because he's just fucking headbutting people constantly. Yeah. Someone who, who did that fucking, uh, Someone did that this week. I think it was Sony. I think Sony had a big run. Sony season. And Devlin came down and was fucking. Devlin was smashing him in the head, and he like just <laughs> headbutt. Him. He's like, "Come on, man! Like, stop! Like, he's trying to get away." Like, that's a white boy thing, I think, to do. Worst. It's such a white boy thing to do. Uh, I, I, you never see black guys headbutting each other. I fucking when I played black with, guys dance, white guys headbutt. I hated that shit more than anything. Like, headbutt you before the game? What, give me a headache to get excited? Like, no. no. This is ruining my day now. I don't get excited. That doesn't get me excited. No. Pain doesn't get me excited, ever. Ne- ever. Never. No. Never has. No. Um, Bar- yeah. Sparring the bedroom. What you and Ann do is, you know. Well. We're not going to talk about it on the pod. But, yeah, those candles. You see my sex drawer. It's <laughs> filled with whips and chains. <laughs> fuzzy, uh, fuzzy wristlets. Tony was showing me his uh, brute black and blue nipples earlier. It's a whole thing. I got big nipples, too. Just for fun. (laughs) One of the all-time greatest quotes. Um, So, Gronk might not play this week. And like I said, I don't know if I even attempt to playing this week. Yeah, I could could see that. I mean, honestly, they should win this week. Does that mean they should win? It's a short week. And then, to think about it, next week you've got Kansas City coming here. And you need Gronkowski. It helps that they're at home, but Kansas City early in the season does—they n- don't give a fuck where they play. They—they for some reason we have such a problem. They're Kansas a wagon. City. They're a fucking wagon in the in the early season. Yeah, they—they they are every year though. They're Nobody the same. Circles the wagon like the, the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. I got that. Hold on. Time out. That's my favorite. Guys, guys, wait, wait guys. Wait, wait. No one circles the wagons like, like the, the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Cut that part out. <laughs> No, come on. Um, so, yeah, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, classic. I mean, every single year they're fucking 5-0, and 6-0. It doesn't matter who the quarterback yeah. is. And then Andy Reid turns into a pumpkin. Well, he just has one, like, four. He just has, like, one set of plays that work. And then you stop them, and he has no adjustments. 
in the second half of the year. This so, motherfucker Mahomes can throw the ball a country mile. Did you see? It was a goddamn power raid. Oh, yeah. Did What's you he, see the Michael Vick power raid commercial he recreated? Do you remember that commercial? But that's just how he warms up. Yeah. He threw the ball. They had him, like, they were filming him from down below, like, underneath his, you know, they were, like, on the camera was on the ground. So, automatically, it's going to look like a superhero. So, he's in the he's on the end zone line. He drops back, throws the ball, uncorks it. It looks like it went 200 yards. I was like, what just happened? It's unbelievable. It was show. It was like here's how uh, Mahomes warms up, and he's throwing it from one end zone out of the into the stands. How does a Just human body's up? arm do that? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me that humans have different athletic traits. <laughs> like, why is it? Why am I not as fast as Usain Bolt? It's. Does it make sense to anybody? I mean, it's why isn't every single person the same? It's unfair. I guess a little bit. Why can Pat Mahomes throw the ball a thousand yards and I can throw it twenty and my arm hurts for the next yeah. six days? Let's get down to what you really want to talk about. Why don't? Why is my hair gone? <laughs> <laughs> why are we different, guys? <laughs> Listen, if we wanted to get, really get into this, you should have caught me when I was seventeen and my hair was gone, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Are you sure? Like, at, <laughs> at thirty-two, I'm pretty used to it. I've been bald for. Pretty much half my life. At 17, you're like, you're going to go bald too soon, you know. Everyone <laughs> Fuck you guys. Everyone. Fuck you guys. I got a <laughs> handsome <you>. face. <laughs> that's that's always been my thing is like pretending I had a handsome face, even though I knew I was mediocre you at best. You nice eyebrows. Yeah. Mm, See, women have complimented me on my eyebrows. Oh, well, who's not going to compliment those eyebrows? They're, they're, they're a gentleman's eyebrows. I get them on the eyelashes. Women love my eyes. And I used to carve them up like a, like a typical North Shore yeah. Guido. I would yeah. carve them of up course you did. and line them up tight. And my mom, my mom came up to me and was like, Tony, why would you do something to your eyebrows? Women are always complimenting me on your eyebrows. <laughs> I said, Ma, pe- women are complimenting you on my eyebrows. And she would tell me that people at her salon would talk about my eyebrows. <laughs> Tony's eyebrows, talk of the town. It really was the talk of the fucking... Greaseball Italian women's fucking electrolysis salon. They're all getting getting their they were all getting their mustache waxed. Oh yeah, or lasered off, or whatever they did. Um. Anyway, where were we? Oh, Mahomes. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. Well, this is that was really panicked right there. I really just stumbled like five, (laughs) six times. I was mumbling. Well, I want to explain how Mahomes is a fucking bum, and he's gonna be a shitty quarterback. No, he's gonna turn into a pumpkin, just like his Andrew, his Andrew Reid coach. Yeah, so I'm not really worried about the Chiefs, and then uh, the Colts are getting another team where it's like you have to. It all comes down to the defense. If the defense plays, obviously not gonna play as good as they did last week. No, I mean that's but impossible. if they put down a similar effort. All they have to do is play a goddamn zone. The fucking best players on the Colts are gone. They've got no good players left. Yeah. It's going to be like playing the Patriots week one and two. You know who looked good is that tall rookie, Jackson? Oh, he looks like a stud out there. Yeah, he looks like a... a like a more athletic Eric Rowe. Yeah. Like he's the same type of long, lanky. But he looks, he's bulkier. He's like to Bucky Jones. He's not yeah. as tall, but he's, he's, t- he's like built. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's big. And he made sure. that play. And I, a classic Tony move in the stands is uh, when a ball's up in the air, like a long ball, I'll yell, turn and expect the quarterback, the cornerback to turn. I go, turn, turn. It's a good move. And then the, the fucking. The whole sidelines. Ball's in the air. You got a ball. I do. I, aside from yelling ball or pass, I yell turn when the ball's like, when the ball's, uh, you know, I give him like three seconds of ball in the air. And then I yell turn. And I did it this time. And fucking Jackson turned and he intercepted the ball. And I was like, I did that. That was me that yeah, did that. I, I, I'm buying it. Yeah. There's nothing more uh, turn or ball. Like You'll a, hear me do it tomorrow. We're going to the game tomorrow, fellas. You'll see the Malcolm Go podcast live at Gillette Stadium. Oh, yeah. Boys are getting after it. I haven't been... The last time I was at Gillette, I got walked up for just a quick stint. Yeah. The second time I got walked up in my career. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to be back under different circumstances. <laughs> Section 204 <laughs> is going to be lit. Yeah. But it's such a sachem thing to, like... To just know that when you yell ball or turn, that it doesn't matter. Because the wide receiver from Scott is already 10 yards past him. <laughs> so even if he looks out for the ball, he's just going to be more behind chasing down a... The mighty a, saga sachems 
are strong this year. They uh, they went into Lynn and got pounded by Lynn English. Classic. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? They they held they held their own. Well, they're, they don't have a coach. Yeah, they're playing without they're a coach. This is, such, this is the most soggiest thing ever. Is the fact the fact that the coach got basically fired for making the kid practice in his underwear. I love it. it. Is, yeah, I don't know. Did uh, you ha- you might have the same eighteen coaches. Remember those all guys? All time stage move. The guys who would fucking throw footballs at you. They'd make you crab the whole field, and then as you were like you know on all fours, like crawling down the entire field, and they'd get behind you if your ass got too high. They'd fucking rifle footballs at you. <laughs> <laughs> you had those coaches, right? I, maybe I don't remember. I had coach. I remember my A team coaches were kids. They were from Everett. They're probably in their mid twenties. Maybe they used to be the B team coaches. Then who your B team? Were they crazy fucking guys? I don't remember. But yeah, so we had those, and that's. Kind of like who's coaching the team now. Like They just have these lunatics who played basketball. None of them the know how to play football. None of them played football. They just took whatever the, the, the fired coaches' plays were and be like, all right, let's call them. Fuck it. A-gap smash. You know it's some guy, too, who probably got the job, and now he's all fired up. Like, God, he's probably uh, walking around in his Saugus. He's been pounding his wife for three weeks with uh, a fucking Saugus Sachem hat on. Yeah. He's got fucking Saugus. He patched Saugus head coach onto his fucking sweatshirt. My head coach... Uh, in high school was this guy Dino Saka and he was the biggest hard ass you've ever met and he was from Watertown and he uh we had this one guy his name was Coach Billy and he had he must have had I if I could tell you what his disease was I'd be guessing but I'm it's I'm gonna say it's cerebral palsy he could not walk he had like yeah he had like the with the lifts in his shoes and yeah he had like lifts yeah. in his shoes and like cerebral little palsy. plastic uh like shin splints and shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, I have a friend who has it. So on, um, he couldn't walk and he couldn't talk. And he was like, he was kind of like the help, the help coach, you know, loved football, wanted to help the team out. And um, the, the end of the year, like the Friday, uh, sorry, that's like probably like the Monday or Tuesday before Thanksgiving, they do this thing, Senior Stick Day. Oh, yeah, classic. You've heard of it. It's a classic Saugus move, <laughs> Senior Stick Day. So every senior will go up and they'll pick anybody on the team, usually a relative or a best friend or whatever, and they'll uh they'll just they'll do like a corner tackling drill where basically the kid will run with the ball and you just crush him. That's this violence, just dumb viol- violence, yeah, you know. It's, great. it's just to hurt the kid yeah. that gets picked basically. And uh you know, they got halfway through senior stick day and uh all of a sudden Dino Saka who had to be on steroids because he was fucking juiced out of his mind. He was a UPS driver and um, he was fucking absolutely jacked. And uh, all of a sudden he goes, I fucking love it. And he just sprinted at uh, Coach Billy, fucking tackled him, put his face right into his sternum, <laughs> buried him, <laughs> put him right into the, the field, lit him up. I mean, God, the guy must have been fucking. He got put on Queer Street, as the coaches say. Did he love it? I mean, cause no, he hated it. He Coach bad. Billy hated it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but I will tell you what, the team loved it. Oh, Coach the team, team loved the it. The team lit it up. Everybody loved to see Coach Billy involved. It is fun. Like that is a fucking fun and dumb thing. I remember our fucking. Uh, I got picked for it when I was a freshman. Like you're supposed to pick your friends. Yeah, or brother. Are, yeah, like I picked my brother when I was a senior. Yeah, or someone you kind of like, whatever, like some. I got picked by a, when I was a freshman by a senior and got ran the fuck over. I was like, it's this not fun. Is, I don't want to do this. Like, why are we? I, just, I, get, I don't want to play. Yeah. Nobody goes are 0 and 10. You fucking yeah. pick a freshman, you pansies. <laughs> um, so anyway, the Miami game. Danny Amendola. Nothing. What did he bring to this game? Well, he's uh, not that type of player. He's like, he's like a. Um, He's, he's he's fine. He's solid. He makes plays. Brady trusts him. Danny Mandola? Yeah. You said Brady trusts him. Yeah, he did trust him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he so he trusts him. So he's like on fourth down. He's making these plays. But he's not like a – teams aren't game planning for Amendola going into a, a, a week 12 game. No. I he's mean, just on the field as a slot receiver. Like he's not he – he's has fine. A, he has 122 yards in four games. Yeah, because he's not that good. He's he's good, but uh, listen, I'm sick of hearing that he was like this linchpin. He was the reason why the Patriots were good and why it's the why the Mi- and why now the fuck. Patriots stink and why the Dolphins were good. Before this game, it was Dan. Well, he should have resigned Amendola. Should have resigned Amendola. I was shitting on. Um, he's a fairly famous Boston writer, the obnoxious Boston fan. Have you heard of him before? So he's like. 
written for the Globe and the Herald or whatever, and now he lives in Florida and fucking freelances rights. All he does is tweet all day. He's a douchebag. So I um, he's been like clamoring about how Amendola was the reason why they were bad and why that why Dolphins are good now. And I just searched his tweets. It took me like two seconds. I searched his tweets and I retweeted it, and it was him saying. Listen, you have to pay Amendola. You don't have to keep him. What is he, the fifth craft son? Just him literally, the whole time he was on the Patriots, he was just trashing Amendola. Yeah, and it course. was too easy. It was too easy. I just retweeted it. I was like, you are a fucking clown. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just... It's just everyone... It's the is, same thing with Ben Volin and Brandon Cooks. It's brutal. Like they, they trash these guys all year, and then as soon as they're gone, they fucking act like... They just act like the Patriots are... are Smarter than everyone else. Yeah. It's like just accept it. You're a dumb sports writer who's a fucking idiot. Well, that's what they don't your like. Wife probably doesn't like you, and you're fucking. You're sitting in your basement. That's not what they don't like. Is the fact that they think that they're better at sports knowledge than the team, and the yeah. and usually fucking they could outwit and outsmart and come up with their own like, you know, their own uh, takes use, and use come up with talking points that yeah. the coach might say in a press conference against the coach. Yeah, exactly. And now put him in this weird thing. And but then, the Patriots have turned it all against them. You no, know what the thing is the probably the biggest I just in sports media right now is coaches can get fired if they get enough heat from the media. So you have to kind of play the media a little bit when you first become a coach because you want the media to like you so you yeah. don't get fired. The court well, of public they can't opinion. can't fucking do anything. Belichick could fucking do whatever the fuck he wants at this point. He and the media can't do fucking shit about it, and it drives them bananas. He's He said like three meaningful things to in a press conference in 18 years. Since he's been the coach, he never talks to the media. He doesn't, especially after like in midseason, he'll no. never talk to them. No, not and about anything important. He'll talk about like how to break down a, a gunner's what route a gunner might. Yeah, take. like if they ask him like real football questions, and he won't like if they ask him reasons like why why Edelman was suspended or why uh, Gronk seems slower than usual. He'll fucking defend his team and not give anybody answers or, like, why they they lost two in a row. What's the difference? He won't ever answer questions like that. But if they ask why, yeah, exactly, why you double cover a gunner on fucking uh, fourth and two on a punt return, he'll yeah. f- he'll go for two hours. Or why... Yeah, he'll go into some... Which is not, like, hidden knowledge. It's just yeah. what they do on film. It's it's interesting. He, he talks about football and football history, like... Uh, you know, a Nobel Prize winner, but he won't give you any information about his team. No. Whether they feel better, feel good, feel bad, or, you know, are hurt in any way. He's always going into it like he's the fucking champion. It's, yeah, and so it drives the media nuts that they don't, they can't, they can't, like, they can still get fucking Alex Cora fired. They can get Bush, the other coaches in, in, in Boston, like, they can, yeah. they got Claude fired. Claude, whatever you say that idiot's name. That was an embarrassing firing. They got him fired after, like, they get these guys fired. If after they, they won the Stanley Cup for the first time in 40 years. No shit. I, I, I honestly didn't think it was his fault. They weren't bad, good either. But they just kind of get the, they can do that, but they just can't do it to Belichick. And he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Belichick owns the media is and the he, problem. They hate it. He doesn't yeah, say anything. They hate it. And they're like, oh, he just goes up there with these blah preface conferences. What are we supposed to talk about? It's like, who gives a fuck about you? Yeah. How about you shut up and you fucking you praise the Patriots for being how good they are and how bad you are? You're a fucking dumb. Child and how and bad? Fat. Well, they always how well, wrong you've been over. The what past they do is years. they go into how bad the opponent is and they set them up to. They did it this year. They tried to set up uh, the team starting slow because Brady missed uh, OTAs. They they that's what they started with. Yeah. So they set it up in in uh, in the summertime. Like, I'm not going to say it, but like Brady missed OTAs. You know, if they start slow, they were all hinting towards it. And then it finally came out. You know, they start two and two. And guess what happens? They, they, uh, all the, all the stories come out that they're oh, yeah. starting slow because Brady didn't care about the team, doesn't know the receivers, blah, 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 blah. The re- yeah, that is my favorite. Doesn't know the receivers. Or they'll set them up with like, well, really, there's no good teams in the NFL. So, of yeah. course, the Patriots are going to be good. Yeah. Of course, they're going to be good. There's no good teams in the NFL with all these good players. There's not one good team. How about all the other teams that they have to deal with, like the Rams? Every team is good. They gear up just to win this year. The Rams yeah. are absolutely gearing up to win this year and next year. And the Patriots have to go up against that. That's the Ram-type team, team for fucking the next, every, the last 15 years they've had yeah. to deal with those teams. Where they're consistently there. And they don't have to worry about like dipping down, like 
the Ravens will or like the Steelers will or these other, Bengals will. Yeah. All these other teams. That you don't dip. go fucking seven and nine for two years and then no. have to come back to prominence. The team the Falcons wins went 12. three and 13 the year before they made the Super Bowl because they fucking signed a bunch of guys and just put all their money there and then yeah. they fade. Seattle. Look at Seattle now. Seattle is terrible. They're done. And they had to deal with playing Seattle in their with those great defenses. The prime Seattle. And they're fucking Somebody done. called it a dynasty the other day on Twitter and I fucking was like, what? Talking about, they won one Super Bowl. I was gonna say, didn't they win one and lose two? They won one and lost one. They only went to two. So considering that, a Patriots have been in oh, a dynasty for just two years yeah, in a row. Carolina beat Denver. Yeah, no, this is no, you're not a dynasty if you win one Super Bowl. So that would make the Patriots a dynasty. They've been, four times. Yeah, they're the fifth. They're on their fiftieth de- dynasty. <laughs> yeah, do they get dynasties for losing two out of four to yeah. the Giants? Like. Doesn't make any sense. Um, but I was just I really I was just sick of hearing about Amendola. I love Amendola as a player, and I loved him as a Patriot. But I'm not going to sit here and have have it uh, this Patriots team be besmirched because I I was reading about what I was reading about that really ticked me off before it was Amendola was the Brandon Cooks thing and the fact that Boston Globe writer Ben Volin or Voline or whatever the fuck his name is he wrote. Um, you know, he was adamant, and I was pissed off at him, and I talked shit to him, too, on Twitter. about He was saying that the Patriots should cut Brandon Cooks before he was, you know, before they traded him, obviously. That they should cut him. He wasn't worth the $8 million. And now he's talking about how good Brandon Cooks is. And that's all. He, he completely flip-flopped. He was, the Patriots are too, don't need him. They're better off without him paying him $8 million. But, hey, let's fucking... Now they're worse off for not paying Brandon Cook $16 million. doesn't make God any sense. God forbid you call him a top 10 receiver in the league who the Patriots feel they can win without a top 10 receiver in the league. Like, that's what he is. He's a top 10 receiver in the league that the Patriots feel they don't necessarily need one of those guys and they don't have to pay one of those they guys never to have. win. They've never so had. that's all it was. It was, yes, he's good. Yes, he's actually very good. But... Real school, where we could put money elsewhere, we don't really need him. They make seventh round picks legends. They make fucking six, seven. David Givens, you know, th- three Super Bowls or two Super yeah. Bowls. Dion Branch was the second round pick. He was great. But where they but don't do it is that offensive line. No, they invest and that's why they on the line. Drafted. Offensive line, defensive line. Yeah. They always have first round picks. They always take it. those guys early. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean,. And this year they decided they, they they bucked a trend and took Sony Michelle, which is well they something took the they, lineman first, so it was like they a, did take a lineman first, yeah. classic. Yeah, they always go lineman, defensive line, or they go linebacker. linebacker. That's it. That's, That's all it. they ever take in the first round. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. McCordy was a second. I think they took second. they took Vent, they took uh, Brandon Merriweather in the first round, which was a disaster. Oh, stud! I love that guy. Then that's he's he's an he's upwards of one of the worst picks they've had. He you had know a couple- how many people can't turn the lights on when they go into rooms because of that guy because it hurts their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that man was a certified. There's no way he would be able to play in today's NFL. Oh, he was a certified headhunter assassin. It was awesome. Belichick used to have one-on-one meetings with him every Monday. Yeah. To just because he was like they knew he was good, but they're like you just gotta stop. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was one. I went to a game in uh, early season, maybe game one or game two of the year, and uh, they were playing the Baltimore Ravens, and and I don't even know if it was Flacco at this time. He threw the ball up to Todd Heap, and Todd Stop Heap, me tell Todd Heap, yeah, and uh, Todd Heap came down with it, and. It was a direct—he was like a fucking—Brandy Merriweather was like a bullet out of the sky. Helmet, direct to helmet. I was—he fucking little—I was like— I, This is the first time I audibly gasped. I was like, oh, my God. What are you doing? <laughs> was, what, what have you done? You hurt the—like, the, I felt like the, the, the atmosphere in Gillette Stadium was like, should we boo this guy? Like, I remember what did you in, uh, just do to him? You tried to kill this man in fucking public forum. When he went to the Redskins, they they had to stop telling him to hit in practice because he was doing it to his own teammates. Just teeing <laughs> off on guys in preseason. <laughs> he didn't understand. He doesn't understand that a hard hit and a literally a fucking medically induced coma hit uh, are nah, not the he same thing. Fuck. He, he, was, he would try him. and kill you by head hit. Head hit. 
That was his Every game. Sing- that was his only fucking play. And he was awesome at it. <laughs> yeah. He was the world's greatest. He would have been the best safety of all time in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, exa- or like, yeah, exactly. The seventies, like, if he was a seventies uh, Oakland Raiders. Raider, yeah. yeah, he would have been a fucking he would Hall of Famer. Legend. They would still be talking about this guy. Like he's the best player of all time. Oh my god, you should have seen Brandy <laughs> Merriweather play. He fucking decapitated a player from fucking the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. the seventy-six Super Bowl. Remember one time this guy, he had to use a cane the rest of his life after he played this <laughs> well, game. They, it they, was awesome. What's that guy? Who the fuck was his name? I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, oh, the Raiders. Fuck. Right? I'm gonna Google it. He he he's the one that paralyzed Daryl Stingley. Oh, uh, he's like he's a famous guy. Obviously, paralyzed Daryl. What's the guy's name? Oh uh, man, Jack Tatum. Jack Tatum. So he was he's like Brandon Merriweather exactly. Like he was like they call him like the executioner or something. He would kill people and just. Fucking headhunt constantly. He paralyzed a Patriots player in preseason. And he's regarded as a hero. Yeah, he's literally, he's dead now. And he didn't, that guy didn't give a fuck that he paralyzed him until the day he died. He didn't visit him in the hospital, didn't feel bad at all. It's that old uh, Patrice O'Neill joke. Is He's like, back in the day, we used to do the paralyzed dance. Now everyone's taking a knee and they're putting the head down. (laughs) He's like, we were dancing on the sidelines. Like the whole stands. You came to, how dare you bring your kids to play with some killers? (laughs) You brought them to play with some killers out here. He's like the mama of the guy who paralyzed someone the week before would hold the socks up. Hand him paralyzed socks. (laughs) Hand him paralyzed. You want to walk in this field? We were walking around with niggas paralyzed socks in our face. (laughs) In our face masks. That was one of the greatest bits ever. Elephant in the Room. Everybody watch Patrice O'Neill, Elephant in the Room. I love that. That is one of the greatest stand-ups you'll ever see. I think it's on Netflix. We're doing the the paralyzed dance. We paralyzed that motherfucker. He's paralyzed. That's what they were doing. He's paralyzed. (laughs) He's like now, and they all they all take a knee together, and they all they'll bow their head and pray. It's like (laughs) Uh, he's paralyzed. So anyway, I was really impressed with Sony Michelle this week. I thought Tom Brady was. Up and down. He had a couple great plays, but he was off a lot. He missed Gronk in the end zone. The first, he had uh, two picks. One of them was a bad pick. Yeah, One of yeah, them was a great defensive play. He had that pick where the guy set him up real nicely. Yeah, that was but a like that's not Brady like to fall for that. No, I th- I just think he doesn't trust everyone. So yeah, I mean so he's playing unsure of himself. He's not. He yeah. So he's he, he's making mistakes that he's because he second guessing himself. I think yeah. more than anything because he's second guessing the receivers. We should discuss uh, Josh Gordon, though. We only got a few minutes left. I can't believe we've gone this far. So uh, I thought we were going to go short today. We didn't even talk about the Colts at all, but fuck the Colts. They stink. They should, do stink. We fuck should the stomp Colts. them. Um, quick predictions, and then we'll go back to Josh Gordon. Okay, let's do a quick prediction. So I got Josh. I mean, Luck has nobody to throw to. He has no running backs that can run. His defense is mediocre at best, and they are super slim at cornerback, linebacker. Patriots should have their way with this team. I'm reading this. You could tell. This is the time the Patriots to start making their... This is where they start making their move. Two home games in five days. Win them both dominantly. Then take a few extra days off. Relax. Come back. Face the front-running Kansas City Chiefs at home in front of a Sunday night crowd. Come home. Win that fucking game. Take care of everything. It will will take care of all the ugly stretch of football. You know, you get rid of this ugly stretch of football. You come out... Four and two, you're looking pretty good for the playoffs. So what do you um, prediction? Ooh, playoff city. Patriots need to keep the energy Sunday do- uh, from from Sunday. Keep the energy they brought from Miami. Dominate this game. Assert dominance. Be a bully. I always say that. Be a bully. Yeah, they do feel like they have because they always they have to play down at certain teams, and you know they they t- they wait till the last the third quarter, fourth quarter to strike against a game like this where you don't. I mean, the team's coming in limping, has no players. You should beat this team by fucking thirty without even blinking an eye. So I mean, just I think they need to come out and show their energy without having their back against the wall. It's gonna be interesting to see if make sure they do that. I mean, I think the Patriots put up 30 again, win this game 34-10. to 10. 
All right. Uh, my pr- my pick is brought to you by uh, Clean Canteen. Ooh. If you go online and enter the co- code name T-Train, you can get a nice 10% discount by, from Clean Canteen. Clean Canteen. And you know who's going to need the canteen? The boys in the offensive line because they're going to run the ball. This looks like a 200-yard rushing day for the Patriots offense. I think they're just going to keep it easy and just pound. They're just going to run the shit out, out of them. They're just going to push them around. Let's not get anyone hurt. Let's you know get this game get will in, be get over out. by fucking eleven thirty. It's gonna be one of those where it's gonna run the get ball in, constantly. get out, get it done. I'm I'll, thinking it's gonna be twenty three to thirteen. It's gonna be close, but it's not gonna be that close. Twenty one to thirteen. Twenty three. Oh. The Pats are gonna dominate the game, but it's gonna be one of those games where like you know the Colts score a touchdown and it, it seems like it was a close game, but the Pats just control the ball the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um, the one thing that worries me is that the, I think the Colts are going to be... I mean, they don't have the firepower. It's plain and simple. They don't have the firepower to do it. But they, um, the only thing that you know might give me a little worry is the fact that they're a little extra fired up. I mean, owner, GM, uh, and quarterback are a little fired up that Josh McDaniels left him at the altar. That's the only thing that makes me a little nervous. But can that give him yeah. a? Can that fucking really do anything How for you? Much of it, it was like, yeah, we're gonna. It wasn't like sign. It wasn't like a Belichick type thing. I don't know. I'm not too worried. Um, but also, like, yeah, like you're saying, Gordon though. So he's gonna be a monster. Yeah, I mean, just first of all, his, his look alone. They haven't haven't had a guy who looked like that. Brandon LaFell, maybe a little bit. No. Brandon LaFell does not look like that. He wasn't as jacked, but he had that same type of body. He had that gazelle type of like run. Like, yeah. But he's like a way more athletic, way... I just He looks fucking good. So I hedge my bets when they bring in like an, any name player, like especially a, like a wide receiver. After what Adelius Thomas did to us. Adelius Thomas. Chad Ochocinco, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I hedge my bets because I think that these players... It takes some time to learn the offense, and maybe 90% of the time they don't. No. So I just think, you know, especially midseason, I was like, oh, long shot, right? Maybe he's going to do something, catch a couple balls. But he caught a ball on a slant and uh, on on the goal line. I was like, oh, my God, give me a pants tent. I was like, the, he knew the fucking play. He went out there and ran every single play. Brady even came out afterwards and said, I, I saw the confidence in his eyes. He knew where to be, where to go, how to run the plays. Immediately, he knows the offense. This could be the work of fuck, magic right well, now. Well, so if you're watching the game, he only was on out on the field on third down like a handful of times. Yeah. One of them was that slant that he got on third down for the conversion. Another one, he ran that like comeback route on the sidelines. Yeah. Who, Nobody on the fucking team can run that route. So yeah. thank God they have someone who can run a sideline route. Yeah. Like it's not it's the easiest route to run in football. Yeah. Run the quarterback off, stop and the ball's there with a good quarterback. Like how can not everyone fucking do that? Are they dumb? Do they just fucking stutter step before they get to I don't know. So it's like he was there on some big plays and Brady went to him on the third down. So that's twice. A, a good he had a one that one when he used his physicality and ran over two players, broke a couple tackles. Yeah. I was fucking I was getting hard in the uh, in the stands. I was losing my mind. If he scores a touchdown this week, I might I might fully uh, mess my pants. I might need new pants tomorrow if he scores a touchdown. I'm all I was like I said, I was hedging my bets. I was like, not gonna get too high, not gonna get too low. It's gonna be you know, maybe next year he'll come in after a full year in the offense. But after hearing Brady say he knows what he's doing, he's confident in his routes, he's fucking playing with confidence, he knows where to be, where to line up, where to run. And not to disparage Cordero Patterson, but he seems to know where the fuck he's going already Patterson's more than Patterson does. He Patterson's just a bum. He, Patterson can't run a route. He can't run a no. slant. He can't run anything. It's like... Uh, yeah, he. I feel whatever. bad for Patterson because they. Well, he's gonna stop tripping and falling. He, yeah, he's falling on a banana peel two weeks in a row. It's ridiculous, but um, the thing that about Gordon though that was awesome was on James White's last touchdown run. Gordon yeah. laid a block like twenty exactly yards twenty down yards field, down the field. He was laying blocks, that mother- and that's classic Patriot fucking football right there. It's wide receivers blocking downfield for each other is like it's what they've done since. The beginning of time. Yeah, Troy Brown, like all those guys love to block and they block for each other and then people score touchdowns off. Yeah. So it's like, it's great. If he's going to be doing that type of shit, Gronk's going to love it. Edelman's going to love it. Everyone's going to love it. 
I mean, I, I can't, I, he, I thought he was going to get into the end zone on his first catch as a Patriot and I was going to lose my mind. He, he caught the ball at the five and dragged him to like the two. And I was like, oh my God, it's so close. I couldn't believe it almost happened. Uh, but I'm just, I'm fired up. I think tomorrow he's going to get in the end zone, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, the, the Colts have no defense. Nothing. Their best cornerback was an ex-Patriot and he's a slot, a slot corner. So Edelman's going to be open all game. Who's their best corner? Just Kenny Moore. He's pretty good. I don't even remember him. Yeah, he was not a player. He was like a he was like an undrafted free agent the Patriots brought in and ended up you know playing. So I feel bad. You know, I I shouldn't I shouldn't shit talk Corderell Patterson. He had a nice play on that touchdown. He's exciting with the ball in his hands. He, yeah, the, he is. That's the thing. But it's well, it's gonna be nice that he's not gonna be on the field that much. Yeah, because it's like it's such a fucking. But which again, you'll get the alarm. You get you get the alarm. Yeah, but it's good to get the alarm and then play off it and then. Oh, we're gonna play off if they don't. Like, there's a lot yeah. to do. The Corderell Patterson alarm, and it Bef- helps that Dorsett is gonna be left open now. Yeah, get him the ball on, on some easy routes. Like, it's it's gonna make everything so much easier on everyone. It really is. Gronk's gonna be open. He's not gonna be caught quadruple covered. And if he is, Gordon's gonna be single covered. Well, Edelman's gonna be single covered. Yeah, and if they are gonna do that shit, and people are making touch is scoring, and the offense is scoring, like I don't think Gronk's gonna give a fuck. Slash, they're gonna adjust and get him the ball no because shit. the defense is gonna have to adjust. So. Um, so anyway, I want to do a quick couple panic buttons because, um, that's what I want to do. So, um, I don't even know where it is. Here it is. So, uh, how do you panic about these? I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> I got bless you. Uh, <coughs> all right, come on. I'll edit Enough. this out. No problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, Gronk's production. Where do you panic on that? I'm, I'm not worried. It's. The offense, who I don't really think he's too concerned about it. Like he I'm concerned about his money, about his wallet. You concerned oh, about his wallet? He needs to get paid because all his shits and bonuses. He's all bonuses now, and he's not getting anything right now. No, but it'll. I'm not. I think Forty-four yards last week, like twenty yards the week start before. Exploding on teams. Yeah, I think he is going to start mean, exploding. But that's why I think he's got to. I think he's going to want to try and play next week, this week, tomorrow. I think he's going to try and play. Maybe, but I don't think he's worried about money. He's never spent a dollar of what he's made as a. If he didn't player. care about money, he wouldn't have been worried about getting incentives. I mean, yeah, year. you want the incentives, obviously. Like, why wouldn't you take them if you can get them? But he said he was going to retire if he was going to get traded. Yeah, like he does. He has enough money. Yeah, of course he has enough money. But he's just the corniest motherfucker. Well, anyway, I'm doing one panic button because I'm a little bit nervous about I his get, speed. Michael Lombardi of the. Uh, of the athletic and of expatriates front office fame is saying that he's not as fast as he used to be, which he isn't. He's not as fast as he used to be, but he's still the best tight end in the NFL. Yeah, but that's like saying Brady's arm isn't as good. Yeah, or like exactly. He's not as quick. Gronk isn't as quick as he used to be, but he's a different different tight end now. He's like a Ben Coates type tight end now. I was going to say, so this week, Gronk just passed Ben Coates for receptions as a tight end. end Patriot history, yeah. Which is crazy to me. Ben Coates played my entire childhood. But, like, how many... That 15 years? Like, how... Because Gronk has been dominant for eight years. Yeah. It, yeah, eight I think years this might now. be nine. Yeah, this, this is his ninth year. Dominant. Yeah. I mean, he missed one year. So, how fucking long did Ben Coates play, and how good was Ben Coates? Ben, ben Coates was, was really good. good. And he played for, like... Ben Coates might have played for, like, 12 years, 14 years. Trying to think. I don't know. Whatever. I'm giving it one panic button. I'm a little bit nervous with Gronk's production. I still think he's going to turn it around. So uh, I'm not too worried about it, but I think he's going to turn it around. So Brady's interceptions. Uh, he's got more than usual. He's got. Yeah, I think a lot five. of that has to do with the wide receivers and his overall confidence. Um, I think it's going to slow down. I also don't think he's really a stat guy. Like that one he threw in Detroit was... Garbage. Not real. That was that was a I'm pissed at the offense. Yeah. So I'm just gonna heave this up. Um, I'm not really too worried about it. I'd say more also that he doesn't trust any of his receivers, so it's kind of fucking him up a little bit. And I think come week eight, he's gonna go for a streak where he, oh Brady doesn't throw a pick for touchdowns and no picks for nine weeks in a row. It's like, yeah. What the fuck? Like that's okay. No panic buttons. I'm gonna panic button. I'm gonna give him one panic button because it makes me nervous. That he's throwing picks. Uh, the Chris, the Chris Hogan kidnapping, but as we said earlier, we think that he's going to get his touches now. Yeah, I honestly, I'm more worried about that than anything. Cause it's like, they're honestly relying on him as being like solid. And I don't know how fucking good he is. I don't know. He's not going to get paid the way he's playing. He's a free no. agent 
and the Patriots love him, but I think he wants like $8 million a year, which is what a number two receiver gets. But he's not a number two. He's like a number four. Yeah, he's like a number four. Right. He's not that good. And it, honestly, I think you're going to see Gordon taking – Gordon or Dorsett honestly might take his snaps. Yeah. Because they're going to have to decide eventually between Gorsett, Dorsett, Gordon, and Hogan. I think Hogan might be the odd man out. What do you think? He's going to get healthy scratched? Not healthy scratched, but just not, not see as much play. Snaps. Yeah. Why yeah. would you take Gordon off the field and if Dorsett – is like a guy who's going to run a lot of routes opposite of Edelman, and they're not going to need that guy who kind of runs intermediate routes. Yeah, I don't know. I he was so good in the Super Bowl, and he's so good in big moments when he uh, when you need him. Like he's a good deep ball receiver, but they haven't been getting it to him at all, or even trying. He hasn't he can't been get open. He hasn't been separating at all. At so all, I'm going two two panic buttons on Chris Hogan's kidnapping. Um, so are you appearing anywhere? I'll be at uh, tomorrow. Um, You'll be you come to the bar before fucking <laughs> the train station. If you're taking the tea down, to, I'll be there fucking swinging cocktails. Oh, I love it. So tomorrow, uh, you can see us at Gillette Stadium, section two hundred four. You'll see the boys getting wild, uh, lubed up on the train on the choo choo game at South Station. Choo choo, and um, of course. Get after us at Brady Disciple on Twitter, at Malcolm Gopod on Twitter, and always send your questions and comments. And I know I didn't get to them again this week, but uh, I was too fired up for the big win. So get after Malcolm Go Podcast at gmail.com. We need you to rate, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe again. Get this podcast up to the moon. That's where we need to be. Um, Keep sending in those titty pics, man or woman. We like them both. Harry the better. Get a lot of man picks. I do. I don't hate them. I love my man titty picks. Yeah, what are you going to do? Part of the squad. If you're going to be a Malcolm Goer, you got to roll with the punches. Yeah, you got to uh, send those picks. So anyway, go Pats. We'll see you next week. Do your job. All right, don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. Seven, eight months ago, right? All for this moment. It's about honor. It's about respect. We win this game. You're honored. Your kids are honored. Your family's honored. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted to Malcolm Butler. has it at the one. Warner goes back to throw, and here's the blitz by Mike Brady. The back is You're the greatest quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you, man.